I think what flavor of these new Dunkin' Coconut Refreshers you get says a lot about you. Really? What's it say about me? Well, you got the refreshing golden peach because you're vibrant, fun, and positive. Oh, what about me? The bold purple pomegranate means you're vibrant, fun, and positive. I take it I got this delicious pink strawberry because I'm vibrant, fun, and positive. Yeah, it's a simple system, really. Share the shine. Enjoy a medium Dunkin' Coconut Refresher for $3. Order ahead plus earn rewards. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer excludes classic Dunkin' Refreshers. Hey guys, I'm Anthony, host of The Reality Is, and welcome to this week's podcast. On this week's episode, we address the shooting in Charleston that left nine families grieving and the rest of America wondering when will it end. We're also going to talk about our favorite shows from childhood and the lessons they've taught us along the way. And New York rapper Sean Green will be calling in to talk about his new song, Yesterday, of his EP album, and more on this week's episode of The Reality Is, Where Filtering Becomes Extinct. The sky is falling. And the only thing that can save us now is sensitivity and compassion. So, we're going to jump into the Charleston shooter. I'm not going to say his name. If anybody else wants to say it, you can say it. But I think everybody already knows. The dude with the chili bowl haircut. Oh, my God. That That's was, when you knew he was crazy. I, I told you. You saw that haircut. I was like, nah, you know what? This dude's crazy. It, that chili bowl. In nah, 2015? Man. Yeah. It was it's like one a, thing if your mom and dad make you get that damn thing when you're yeah. like eight. Right, but you're 21. You're 21. With a chili bowl haircut. In the South. So we're going to talk about the first thing. And, and I want to jump off and talk about is it a conspiracy or not? And the reason I said this is because Lundrell on Instagram put out a couple of facts in reference to the uh the shooting so i'll go through those facts and he says social media has said that reverend and senator clementa pickney was the leading activist and community leader pushing and demanding that cops in charleston south carolina be forced to wear body cameras after the shooting of walter scott and possibly making him in the enemy of the police department um agendas the shooter was given a gun for his 21st birthday 20 uh for his 21 21st birthday days after the shooting of walter scott the shooter request the shooter requested when walking in the church, where is the minister? I want to meet the minister. The shooter lived 110 miles away. So if it was a hate crime against blacks, why not shoot up other black churches along the way before getting into Charleston? He didn't kill everyone in the church. He reloaded his gun five times, which gave him 48 shots. And he didn't shoot from the back of the church. He he killed them in execution style. And if you're committing a hate crime, why leave someone alive? He said because he wanted to leave a witness. He was also apprehended peacefully and escorted with a bulletproof vest on, which is what caused, honestly, outrage for a lot of people of the way he was handled yeah. when he was apprehended. What are your thoughts? I don't know necessarily about conspiracy, but to the point of you know him driving 110 miles away, so if it was just a crime against blacks, why not stop at other black churches? Yeah. Well, because I feel like this church, of course, would have made a bigger statement. Exactly. So if he would have shot down, you know... A, you know, hold my donkey, Episcopal Baptist Church <laughs> on the corner. Yeah. Then, I mean, who I'm not cares? saying that yeah, I'm not saying that it wouldn't have made, been a big deal, been a big but it wouldn't have right because yeah. he's this guy, uh, um, the pastor, right, is yeah. also like South Car- South Carolina legislator. So, yeah. you know, not only are you in a historical black church, you're also he's also like you said a, a prominent figure of the community. So, of course, it's going to make a it's going to make. Um, it's a bigger splash on, right, effect on, right, on the news and right. media, and it's a bigger story, it, and it's a bigger hit to the black community, in you know, in that area. So I haven't. I mean, I know me and Christian normally talk during the week, but I don't think we talk or got a chance to talk too much on it. But 
Yeah, I, I mean, this is such a hard subject to comment on. Yeah. A lot of these facts I, I didn't know until, you know, you sent that out. And uh, I don't know. I don't like to get too much into conspiracy theories. Exactly. Right. And you could go down a lot of rat holes. But, uh, you know, for one, the devastation, you know, prayers with the families and, you know, South Carolina as a whole. Um, I'm just going to speak on my experience. Um, when I was in college, I went to South Carolina for an internship. Mm -hmm. I worked in Charleston. And, you know, while, while people want to brush over the facts of life in the United States, particularly in Jim Crow South, yeah. um, the legacy of Jim Crow and slavery and segregation lives on there. Yeah. I mean, I was there um, with uh, from the Air Force Academy. So most of the guys I was with, I mean, I was the only black guy out of maybe 10 guys that I was rolling with. And we would go to predominantly, you know, obviously white establishments, whether it be a restaurant, bars you know whatever what have you and it was you know you know when, sometimes when i'm in the south i feel like i can just feel the hate yeah. to us uh, hate uh, or the oppression i can just feel it yeah. so uh i had the same feeling in T in tuscaloosa alabama same feeling in montgomery alabama biloxi mississippi you know all these places i've been yeah. um and it's like i can just feel it in some know? parts of atlanta too uh yeah, yeah. so it was like you know when this happened i was like you know the 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 narrative is going to be you know this is a one off kid who mm -hmm. that kid is racist and i think where we as a country i think where we have a problem is that the most heinous of activities is considered racist whereas the daily seg you know institutional you know maybe not purposeful segregation yeah. but what what has continued to live on it still lives on, and there is a sense of um, superiority yep. among whites because when I was at these establishments, I mean, um, you know, I'm a young man. I'm 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 gonna talk to girls, and the dudes will look at me like, you know, they you know, about, you about obviously they were yeah. white girls, yeah. but like they looked at me like you got some nerve, yeah. you know, being up in here talking to our girls. And even if I tried to strike up a conversation with one of them, with say one of my buddies. Yeah. And it was just like, it's always a feeling like, like why, are you why, here? why are you here? Like, who do you think you are? Yeah. Um, I think what it comes down to is like, I think there is a legacy and there is just, uh, it, I mean, like, like, it's just the most heinous of things are just, uh, it just exponentially shows kind of the lower hanging fruit exactly. of the legacy of racism that is there. And, you know, I don't want to accost every white person in of the world not. and in America, yeah. uh, even in the South, of being racist. But there is racial, like, there is, uh, you know, what Malcolm X called it, it's a racial environment. Oh, of course. Like, you know mm -hmm. you're black yeah. when you mm -hmm. go somewhere. That's the same right. thing about in Texarkana, and I mean, Gab Gab Gabrielle can attest to <laughs> it. It's like when we go back home, oh gosh, you can feel the difference. Yeah. Especially if you, and I hate to say this about Texarkana, but it's like, it's not a lot of success there in the black community. Right. So it's like when you go down, go down there and you're, and you're different, the white people are looking like, where are you from? Right. What are you doing here? What do you do? Or even in Dallas, like we've talked about, you know, a couple of times where we go out, me and Christian or something and people, the first thing is, it's kind of like, what do you do to be able to be in this environment on this side of town? It's never just, you know, uh, just we can interact and it's okay and everybody always like what's the solution or will it ever stop 
it's never going to stop. No. Everybody always talks about the only like way to stop is interracial dating, but that cannot no. be the only solution. No, I, I, don't, I feel, like, I feel exactly. like it's not going to be it's not going to be resolved until people just kind of like with the whole, you know, um, black lives matter until people can even acknowledge it. I feel like people are having a hard time to even say it, that this exactly. is, this is a racially motivated All crime. Yeah, it's right. They, do, they do, but that's not what we're talking about right exactly. now. I mean, just because I'm eating fried eggs, they don't mean I like scramble. Exactly. I mean, of course, all eggs matter, but I want, today I want fried. Yeah. So, so you know, it's just kind of like talking about what's what's the the subject at hand. So until people can actually acknowledge the fact that okay, yes, this is a racially motivated te- uh, domestic terror terrorism yeah. attack, then it's not going to be resolved because it's like being an alcoholic. You don't acknowledge it. You won't take care of it. Yeah, yeah and and just to expound off of that. Like, let's just think about South Carolina and really a lot of these southern states. One of their biggest senses of pride is the legacy of the Confederacy, right? right? And, the Confederacy. and it, it, it just, I mean, say what you want if you're from the South. Like, Senator Lindsey Graham says, this is just who we are. And that's the problem. Yeah. Right. Right? It takes the state legislature to pass a law in order to even lower the Confederate flag. So... The Confederate flag still is at full mass, mass right. while all the other flags are at half mass, and it's just like, man, we can't even lower it. We can't be, after, and, this, and after this, after this, yeah. And it's like that's the institution. Yep, that is the state that yep. supports that. Yep. There is a memorial outside that honors the generals, yeah. right, and that honor the struggle in their eyes of their legacy of the South to Confederate. And it's like, when are we just gonna say? This was bad in yeah. every sense. Like they fought honorably and to what they believed in, exactly. but it's wrong. It it's morally a, yeah. wrong. Yeah, we, we. I feel like as the South, we got to just totally remove ourselves from it and say it's wrong. Yeah, regardless of how you feel personally, it could have been. But they were wrong, man. So I don't know. Yeah, well, I, I I get it, man. I just. It's hard to watch. Uh, I was talking to David earlier today on the elevator, and I was just like, I only when I when I heard about it. I only paid about 10 minutes of attention to it because it continues to happen. And 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 I I made a statement on Facebook earlier this week and I said there's a lot of black people living in the house these days still mentally, which is basically saying there's still some mm-hmm. house niggas that's yeah. okay with some of this stuff that's, that's going, going on. Right. And you know, I know a lot of times, you know, blacks try to tie the McKinney thing, the you know, and other situations into one thing. And some of them are di- different and should be addressed separately, but not to say that it's okay to do that, but to be on their side and, and make people more aware of why it happens, you're pissed off. You're tired of it happening, so it kind of it, it, it's like having a bad day. And somebody, you know, you you have mm-hmm. a bad day. You caught in traffic in the morning. Your boss eats your ass at work. And you know what I'm saying? Where do you and work at? I, look at it. <laughs> I yeah. knew. I knew. <laughs> <laughs> Not literally, yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I and I, I didn't even I, when it, I said it, I was like, "Shit, here you yeah. go." But uh, <laughs> you know, you have a bad day at work with your boss and everything, and then you get home, and your girl or your wife may have done anything, but you take it out on them because of everything else that has happened, and that's kind of where this is at. Nobody's trying to really say the McKinney thing is is the same, but in the same token, it, it's relevant because a girl who did nothing but talk. Mm-hmm. Was handled, manhandled, right. manhandled, and then you have a guy who killed nine people and it, told you why. And Fox News wants to report it and say it's a a, a a crime against Christianity. And you walk him out at first with no handcuffs on, right? Well, you give him protection. On, right. You can tell he has a smirk on his face, a smug look on his face, and you handle him with care. 
Yeah. He just killed nine, nine people. people. Right. He killed a senator. I mean, a, 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 a person, state legislator. A state legislator. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If a black man or a Muslim would have killed a white state legislator. And, and, <laughs> and said it's, it's because you're white. Yeah. And, and He's look, dead on sight. And that's not right. Violence is not, not the right. answer. Right. But At all. who is more justified? Yeah. Right. To, to be handled. Right. This guy. The guy said, the guy said, I mean, who's more justified to act in a violent yeah. nature? I'm not, it's never right to do that. No, exactly. But it's like his statement is you're taking, you're rape, more <laughs> white men rape white women than black Them. men even look at white yeah. women. Right. And so, it, yeah. you know, it's like <laughs> in the history of this country, more white men has actually raped more black women, yeah. obviously. Yeah. So it's, why are you so, and then you're taking our country. It's like, it's not a zero sum game, yeah. bro. We can all be good. Yeah. yeah. Just because black people are coming up doesn't yeah. mean it's less opportunities yeah. for, for white a white people. person. And why, like uh, you, like they tell us all the time, get your ass out there and work, go to school, get right. education. And, and, and they don't and even want you to do that. Yeah. Cause you're taking their country. You're away. taking our country away. And not to be funny, it's not your fucking country. Right. Ain't supposed to be here. Then somebody right. said on on I think it, it was you that that retweeted it where this white lady was like, oh, they should just go back if they didn't. Oh, want yeah, to they, they chose. No, they, she said they chose. No, she said we chose to come over. You here. brought us over here, and yes, I know for some people who are uber educated want to say, oh, we're black people enslaved black people. Yes, the Zulu tribe and some other right, people right. did it as well, but it wasn't to the extent. That it has happened over but again, here, but again, like you and said, it was, it's not like uh, yeah. who can be, they yeah. when they did it is wrong too. Yeah, I'm not saying was, that yeah, we're not saying none right. of that was wrong. It's just like when people say, "Oh, well, black on black crime." Yeah, the, it's been going on, and white folks kill white folks, and white folks sell meth. Every race has their negativity, and every race does something wrong. It's not justified, but because you cannot ignore the history and the historical content in which this has seemed to happen. And like I've said before, exactly when did it really exactly. start? And when did it really start happening? It happened more when Obama took office. If you look right. at the statistics over the last eight years since Obama's been in office, this has been on an uprise. Right. But just look at the rhetoric, right? You have, while Obama gets elected, you have a whole nother party within a party that calls himself the Tea Party, the Tea right? Party. Yeah. And, I mean, they say we're against government spending. Obama hadn't even wrote one law before Not the Tea one. Party got started. Not he one. hadn't even, you know had any executive orders but you're already talking about spending when the last president who was a republican spent uh like it was going out of style yeah. but it's like when people try to be lazy and say not address the real issue and say mm -hmm. you're mad because there's and look i've talked to i've, I've been exposed to a, a lot of white people and one lady she in my first job in the air force you know her her father right he's a man of a certain age he was like they were talking about it and she shared this with me he was like man they're, you know, we're losing it. Like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be their time. And she, she said, well, why is that so bad if they actually, you know, if it is their time? And it's just like, I think that whole movement started. And while that's not as uh, aggressive as murdering somebody, yeah. but the narrative definitely invites itself to create more hate and say, you know, you know, this guy, yeah. is, you know, you attack the president. And mind you, this is your president. And you, you, you give him, like, oh, he's a Kenyan and blah, 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 the yeah. N-word, you know, make Hitler. It's just like the disrespect, yeah. it spews itself to where a young kid, well, he's not a kid, a, a grown man, he, that just fuels his fire. And it's like, you got to be more responsible. And I think all people of color, I mean, Hispanics, Asians, everybody who's not white. You got to look at it. I, I know a lot of people, if it's not being, you know, a lot of people want to say, why are blacks so mad, as Christian was saying? Like, it's happening to us, but it can happen to you. And it's right. happened to you. 
And even with Hispanics right now, they're trying to keep a lot of them out of America. And like I said before, I don't have a problem with Hispanics being here. It's not anybody's country. Now, I would say get a green card and come in legally so you have to do and pay taxes like everybody else as opposed to coming over here and hiding under the radar. But it's like you got you, you to gotta take the fight to, to, to where it's at. It's against minorities. Right. And we have to come together and not feel like, well, that's not my fight. You know what I'm saying? Even Which I have yeah. like I have spoken to some Hispanic some Hispanic people and that's what they have said. It's like yeah. one girl I got into you know, normally I don't go back and forth on social medias, but I don't know what has happened in the past couple of weeks that <laughs> it's just kinda like I've had a whole effort attitude and just kinda like Okay, let's go. I don't care who it is, yeah. you know. But this girl said, you know, with all this crazy stuff, and she was Hispanic. Yeah. I'm glad I'm Hispanic. It's kind of like you know. Do you not know what's going on with your with your with own your people? With yeah. your people, they're trying to keep them oppressed so in a like, certain aspect. You know, right? You're, it's not. <laughs> yeah. This is not happening. But why would you say something like, "I'm so ooh, whew, thank God I, yeah. <laughs> I ain't one of y'all." Yeah, it's just I don't know, man. And and the, and the crazy thing about it is. People think that it doesn't affect, you shouldn't be mad. Bro, I'm telling you right now, my mindset has changed over the last couple of weeks to mm-hmm. where when I go out, when I'm driving over in North Dallas and stuff, I'm looking at people looking at me. And not to be funny, I'm aware of it. Also, like I told you before, like my homeboy never be like, hey, let's go run over there and, and uh, at uh, Katy Trail. At night, I'm not going to be able to do it, brother. Right. Oh, why? Well, why? My, I, I, my sensitivity is not that high. Mine um, is, bro. But I understand, and I it's and, and like I said, I only do it because as it hits closer to home, and then, not to be funny, if they look at me and they look at you, they're gonna see me probably more as a threat. Like you say, you you're none threatening, but like like you said about my hair, I'm already stereotyped oh, yeah. a certain way. Today, like you're stereotyped yeah. as a black man too. But it's like I think they had some little campaign. I can't remember what it was. They were it was black couples and black people had like. They were naked, but they had their body painted oh, yeah, white yeah. with right. words saying things. And it was like a guy with a crazy haircut with tattoos. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm not a thug. And it's like, I'm not a dr- I've, I've, I've not, never sold drugs. Drugs or something like I've that. Never yeah. sold drugs. And it's like, I'm not, I, you know, it's like, I don't want to be categorized, but I am categorized. And it's like, but I think, I think, and I, I don't want to defend anything. Yeah, I think yeah. sometimes we put too much into it. Like, and so what if I am being judged? Yeah. And guess what? Look, I'm, I might not have dreads, you know, if I maybe if I had hair, who knows what <laughs> God could have, you know, done could've for me. <laughs> but uh but I'm not going to change my life. If I want to go course. to uptown yeah. and have a good time and go to the whitest bar in town, yeah. I'm going to go. If I want to run on the Katy Trail, now I got a bad knee, so you know, I can't really run <laughs> like I used to. Oh, you But you know, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ride my bike on I'm going to do it. And yeah. I, look, I think as black people, we can't live in fear, you know, cuz this is our country and I think you know, if you do go, be purposeful in going. And I'm not, I'm I don't feel like fear. we're in fear, but I feel cautious. like uh, not even for me. I yeah. say I'm I'm more on edge. Yeah. So I'm, I'm honestly I'm really quick to pop off now. Yeah. Like I'm I have to kind of like watch myself. Like the slightest thing can irritate me. And like, it's okay, you know. So and that's like I said within the couple, last couple yeah. of weeks. Like I went to um, Breadwinners. Um, off of Lover of off of Lover's mm-hmm, Lane yeah. last week, and like they didn't bring my bread. So <laughs> I'm just You're like at bread winners. Yeah. Right. Come on. That's right. your job. So right, you didn't bring me my bread. Like I I know that when I sit down, bread is supposed to be like my table. right, my little appetizer yeah. or whatever, my my chips for and like all the tables around me and of course it was me and a couple of other other black girls and they have natural hair. So I'm like of course I'm read I know that I'm reading into a into lot. It much, I'm like, yeah. okay, so I know I'm supposed to have my bread. Where's my I'm like ready just I'm like yeah. just um, my senses are yeah. really heightened because I don't think I, I don't think I'm just angry. 
it also like I've been crying probably yeah. like uh, since it happened yeah. because these these people majority of the people who died were like were were old people like sixty five so, right. and seventy so just so. thinking just thinking about all the things that they have lived through and then around for them when to go, Luther King right. died and everything. And then for you to go to church, you're a place of solace to where, you know, you can just just relax where you go and and relax and take your problems. Yeah. And for you in, in that environment for you to be killed and just to think like my granny goes to Bible study every week, yeah. every single week, like faithfully. So just to think like that, this could have been anywhere. It could have happened anywhere. This could have been anywhere. And this could have been any of our grandparents. Or, yeah. shoot, even me, I go to Wednesday night Bible study, yeah. you know, every I now and then. I Bible study. Oh, I do. <laughs> but but you gotta tie my hands behind my back and force me with a gag on my man. Amen. Um, <laughs> no, I think uh, another interesting narrative. Is, I don't know if you guys caught it, but they kind of gave the guy the shame. Like the families came out and spoke to him mm-hmm. about. But at the end of it, they were like, "We forgive you." Mm-hmm. You know, like, you bring your life to Christ. We forgive you. And I'm just like the black families did that. Mm-hmm. Black they did. They did. did. They were, I mean, they were crying. They were crying. They had the ugly cry. They were screaming. That white folks don't do. That's they what I was gonna right. say. They right. will never do if that. that if, right. if, if that was a black man right. in a white church, oh they would God. say, "Bring him to justice. Yeah. Right. He needs to be brought to." And, and it would have just been. A, I'm like, right. and we are only only still. black like people in America could have that. But I mean, that's because that goes back to that goes back to our answers. Like, what else do we have? That's all that we've ever had. We're defined by right. That's all that we've ever had. Right, and the and, and and you know we've raised their kids right to be better people. We've parented them when their parents don't parent them and take care of them. It's either us or Hispanics who are doing that. Like, bro, is it's, I did not even know they did that. Right, they so it's just it, kind of like I was like, I was touched. I was right, like, I was wow. too. I, another t- another time I started crying. I, I, was just like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, like right. I was like, I wow, I don't have that power. I really that. don't. It would take a lot for me to come forward to do that. But that's I what mean, I'm saying. That goes to these people's faith. You. That's all. That, but that's all yeah, that black people have is faith. That's all that we've ever had, yeah, you know, true. just so it's like for you to. Because what can we do? Right. Can we react violently? Yeah. yeah. And right. this is going to make it worse. Make it worse. Innocent people we, will be killed. We, should we should we go to a white neighborhood and riot? And riot. Yeah. Should, should we, we can't them? do that because yeah. then what? They're going to militarize. Yeah. Right. And they're going to. And they're going to make it look. They're going to make us out to be bad people. I mean. Period. Because then they're, then they're going to talk about this faith that we have. It's like, yeah. so how how can they stand on their faith? And now they're over here terrorizing yeah. our communities. Well, and ter- you know, I didn't even know anything. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. And you juxtapose that to to Baltimore, right? And the narrative that they use there, oh, look at these animals. They're yeah. they're tearing yeah. up their own. But it's like, well, look at these guys that could actually forgive a more heinous crime. Yeah. Right. And how like, how can you help but respect yeah. the our people when you see that? And you're like, you know, some people want to do everything they can do to deny the racism. Yeah. Right. But then you just so I think. This might be a pivotal moment, and people just saying, "You know what? We got a we got a huge yeah. problem. We got to." Yeah. And you have, and you even have white people out here, yeah, that's what saying, I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, that this is right. a race crime. Right. It is an issue in America. Before I left this the house, is a um, race crime. Hillary Clinton was speaking in San Francisco, and she was giving all these statistics as to the differences between between white and black, and yeah. pretty much. I mean, I, I'm not really that heavily into politics, but that was my first time seeing someone with such political power actually like calling a spade a spade. Like, yeah. well. That's true, and I think I'm pretty into the politics thing. There are a few, even white uh, conservatives like like Rand Paul, who will speak out against mm-hmm. the disproportionate, uh, you know, the way that we carry out the justice system disproportionately to blacks and things like that. But a lot of times, I take that with a grain of salt, bro, yeah. because yeah. even the right. northern whites during the old times and Jim Crow, they were still racist. Oh yeah, yeah. right. So it's like. Like what level? What level of it? You're not like you're not like 
you're not like hate hateful in your speech, but you still have these. Like, look what like I love Bill Clinton, but look what he passed when he yeah. was president. He passed the most like uh, he's the one that made the the real war on crime to where it is now, where you have the three strikes and you're out. Yeah. And he increased the like minimum sentences and stuff like yeah. that. And he did it so he can appease the southern whites. Yeah, yeah. It's just I don't know, man. But my my whole thing that I think that gets me the most is just really the way they portray it after it's done. Like the yeah. way they portray killers in the media, white killers in the media. It's always an issue. I posted something earlier this week, and it was talking about like the uh, Timothy McVeigh when he blew up mm-hmm. the you know he's an OKC bummer. It's not a terrorist. Yeah, he's an OKC bummer. I forgot the other guy name. Um, even you know it's always the shooter. Uh, the OKC bummer they're mentally ill like or it's some kind of illness yeah. or yeah. he was a good boy he was a good child well, well. it's a lot of dudes that, sh- that <laughs> sell mean, drugs I mean not to yeah. be funny right. Nino Brown was a good guy to his community right. they, <laughs> they, they <laughs> still <laughs> kill people and cancel bitches they were they were <laughs> They put. They were worried about his safety enough to put a bulletproof vest on this right. guy and a guy selling cigarettes and you'll choke him right. out. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, oh Two God. things I want to point out. <laughs> One, can we finally agree that racism does exist? Right. As stupid as it sounds, there's people out there that don't believe it, it still exists. Is. Yeah. It, it sounds stupid, but it exists. Yeah. Two, we are our own worst enemy as a country. Yeah. We spend billions trillions of dollars on on wars and possible terrorist groups some that may have been created by us yeah that's very and much so we're our own worst enemy like look look at the, the okc bomber yeah this guy goes and shoots up people in a church and it's just like we're spending so much money worrying about other people attacking us and we're, we're killing ourselves. Front, yeah. yeah. We're killing ourselves and it's just it's it's mind boggling and it all starts with, with, with your individual self because me and you have talked about this. Yeah. I'm gonna say a barbershop, because I see this at a barbershop yeah. all the time. I could put a brown kid, a black kid, and a white kid, they're gonna be friends throughout yeah. that whole time. The time. They're gonna right. be playing the whole time yep. until mommy or daddy of either one of them kids takes them away. It's just like Come sit over here. Yeah, come sit down. Yeah, you're not gonna hang out with that person. And that was that's something that I I I don't see eye to eye with my parents all the damn time. Yeah, but who really does? does? Right. Um, and that's something that my parents never. It's just like, hey, you go. And I mean, I'm Hispanic. Yeah. It's back home. You're the Hispanic white. Very few blacks. Yeah. And it's just like they never, they never taught that. They never taught us that way. It was just like, hey, you're friends with him. But I mean, they warned me like, hey, you're Hispanic. Those white people over there, they may look at you a little bit different. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, and it's just, it, it all starts with ourselves. Yeah. It starts with ourselves, and when we have kids, we need to just teach our kids. Teach but our you kids. know, that, but yeah. you know, did you notice the talk, though? The same talk that he had, we've gotten too. But I've talked to, to white friends, and they were never told, like, you're going to be looked at different. They were always told, be wary of, be wary of yeah. them. Yeah. Trouble oh, yeah. may come. Yeah. And. They never really told the history of why these things are being said. We were always told, you know, it's okay to be their friend. Everybody's not bad. But there are a few that are bad that may whatever. It's always, from what I've heard, from white people telling me, my friends and other people who aren't even my friends, just reading conversations on the Internet because I always like to, you know, do my my work and my That's the best place to get because 
everybody has the balls everybody to say something, to say on, the the on the internet. So when you go and That's you find the, yeah. look on the internet, you hear and I've read so many white people be like, "I'm not racist, but I didn't learn how to be different and have my own opinions." Till like we talked about before, till I went off to college and saw that what my parents told me was That's not right. really what they you know they didn't give me the whole story. Right. Are those are there those people out there that my parents warned me about? Yes. But they didn't really tell me to interact and judge off that individual person's character. Is it, and, you know, we're talking about parents. That's another narrative that kills me. Yeah. The kids in Baltimore riot. I mean, they're, they're, they're upset. One of theirs got, got killed. And then you look at the kids that did the SAE thing, right? And then you, you look at this kid and, and they say, don't blame the parents. But the kids that are riding, you say, well, where are the parents? Where right, the parents? Yeah. right. This is not something that you just develop over time. Yeah. The, right, right, yeah. the parent right. brought him together, like, don't blame the parents. And the judge had the nerve to say, let's grieve for the, his family. It's like, are you kidding me? The same narrative is like, oh, you, you know, black, black parenting, there's no, there's no fathers in the home. It's like sometimes those fathers in the home are the one that's most hateful. Yeah. Right? So yeah. th- it just kills me how the narrative is just so polarizing. This kid carries out a massacre, and you say, "Don't attack his parents." Don't attack your parents. These kids are just rioting and tearing shit up, and then you say, "Where the parents?" And like we always say, when white people ride, they riot for a team winning or losing, not for white a purpose. people. Once burned LeBron's jerseys and caused a riot in Cleveland. Right? Yeah, remember left. that he because he left, Cry not baby. because something happened, because he chose to go. To, would you go to Miami instead of Cleveland? Uh, yes. Okay. At that time, you yeah. rioted for that. Yeah. While other people are, I mean, I don't condone riots. Exactly. But, you know, but I mean, if you're gonna, it's a, it's if you're gonna, reason, if yeah, yeah. right, you know? I let's do purpose. Don't let's be, the, be yeah. consistent in the narrative. It's just not. Yeah. It's just like it just adds. It just adds fuel to this racial racial fire when you just don't keep the narratives consistent. And you're like, well, these. Uh, it's just like it really, really, really bothers me. Yeah. And it's and I don't. I hate. You know, driving the race car, but sometimes it's like. God almighty, how blatant are we going to be in this country? Yeah. It's just how blatant where you say don't attack this guy's parents, don't blame all white people, but you see one black kid, and then you want to blame you every black person, yeah. right. a thug, or, you know, yeah. it's like. Oh. And I had a dispute on um, on Facebook this week, and a good friend of mine, he's a white guy, and I, I made my comments basically saying I didn't want to hear about the mental capacity uh-huh. or stability of uh, the shooter, the, the Charleston shooter. You know, and I never even labeled color outside mm-hmm. of identifying with being black. So he came back and he and, and I'm just kind of paraphrasing. You know, he was like, well, you can't blame white people for this, this, this and this and that. And I was like, well, if you go back and look, bro, I never said white people and only hit dogs bark. So if you're not that person, why are you barking? Yeah, it's no right. need for you to talk. But yeah. thank you for making this conversation interesting because this was not about color. Because it is an American issue, but it also is a black-white issue. But you brought out the white because why? You know it's that. And, of course, he came back and he was like, you know, you know, and he was like, well, you know, I, what about I, I was, uh, you know, I got beat up, you know, and, that they, light left, irritates and, they, left, me. and they left a scar on my That's face. It. But this is the thing about it, and I'm not using names or anything, but I, so I'm going to say this. Well, he did, you know, he does have a scar on his face, and he did get beat up by black dudes. But the thing about it is he's also gay, and he likes black guys. So oh. what is the full story to that? Right. I don't know. And the there's full so story. Ma- there's so many components to and that the guy one that story. Was at the thing that day when we went out at what you call and he wanted me to come up there and I was going to go. But I was like, I know and I know the perception. So it's OK. And, you know, I'm not saying it's OK that he got beat up regardless whether it was a hate crime, gay crime, white crime, right. whatever. But tell the full story in its entirety because right. other people, unless they go look at your profile, 
they don't know that you're gay and they don't know that you only really hang around black people so if you're a white guy in a black neighborhood and you're gay mm. black dudes don't play that and i'm not saying that it's right but tell the whole story if you're going to talk right. about black and white and what happened to you as far as a fear right and and trying to address an issue that i wasn't you know you you got out, you took it out of context but like yeah. i said only hit dogs bark and yeah. no, in his in his fight and his argument was valid that all white people are not racist. But I, I, and I'm aware of that, that, but you don't have to say that to but, me. Right? We don't have to keep talking about all people aren't racist. We know. Well, that. I mean, all black people aren't criminals, yeah. but I mean that's sometimes, like you said, how the narrative that's is the is that, that all black people are criminals. So I, I I can't stand when we are when we are going through something like this and we are voicing our opinions or our feelings or our concerns, and then somebody white says, "Well, this happened to me. I don't care." Yeah. Like I don't care. Why are you just yeah. now bringing it up? Right, right. That ain't got nothing to do with nothing. You should have, baby. You should have called a press conference or a meeting, yeah. uh, a town hall meeting about what happened to yeah. you. So, Christian, it looks like he has something to say before we take a quick break. But go ahead. I was just gonna say I think there's a difference in racism and racial insensitivity. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times it's just a general racial insensitivity. Like I don't really care about your struggle. Right. Because I see a lot of black guys that really aren't struggling, and it's like. That was my ancestors. It wasn't me. Don't blame me. But you still have that insensitivity to where a black person will get shot and then you'll come up and speak out for the police, not really knowing what happened, everything that happened. And it's like you label the shot black kid a thug. And it's like, what kind of the the little black girl that gets beat up is like, oh, we support the cops. He did. That's like, come on, bro. You can't control the situation of 13 year olds and 14 year olds better than that. And I don't agree with it. I just wish I I don't agree with it. And I'm not. I'm just saying it's it's an insensitivity. Sometimes I just wish the rose could flip for a month. I just not wish even it could. a month. Uh, I know, but just a, a week, a month, right? Would, but it's just like being in class. And when this class, me and David were taking, when we were taking a Rodriguez class, and when uh, oh boy, and the Curtis, when he was saying white people, and he generalized it, and they got so pissed off, and they were like, "What? Not all white people?" And he, and he stopped, and well, I stopped, I interjected, and I was like, "But you see how mad you guys got, and how you rolled your eyes as he when he, said white, when he said white people." I said, "Imagine how we've heard that for over a hundred years as black people on every media, on outlet. every media outlet, yeah. but every you guys movie just, you, you guys just heard it one time in class, and you were already rolling your eyes and pissed off and trying to defend yourself." Put yourself in our shoes when we hear it every day when we're not every black person is not a gangster. Every mm-hmm. Hispanic is not a drug dealer. Like, but we hear it every day and it's portrayed every day on the news. And you have the audacity to get mad because he said it one goddamn time in a room full of 35 students. Child, please. Yeah. <laughs> Child. Please. Now, what y'all finna hear is an update on what we've been on as of late. See, I was reading a late notice on a date that I wrote this, you hear? Time flies in the leer, and you wonder where the day went. See, I'm a leader in my field, but I'm behind on my truck payments. So this is something that can help you raise your head like hello. This is not brown, red, or yellow. Not a white or a black poem. This is a prayer to a guardian angel to protect our fathers, mothers, sisters, brothers, sons and daughters until we bring our troops back home. Cause it feel like we all in the same platoon and we'll all be extinct soon if we continue to suffer from other people's crimes. I think we well overdue for change this time. And I know they don't want to see me cooped up in the bins. They'd rather see me cooped up in these pens. Therefore, I release the ink that's cooped up in these pens and let my articulate 
People are so slow to love, but so quick to hate. Now some things finna change, because we say so. Let's stop looking at how bad things are, and focus on how well they may go. And this is a declaration that we'll be fair again, especially to those Americans who were Americans before there were Americans. This is to a small young family that's booming out of space. There's room in outer space. This is to my people, the human race. Take us to the promised land yeah. Don't just make us promises It's too late to let go of our hands It's too late to oh. let go of our hands They say we need a prophet oh. That can touch on the topics And make it hot as the tropics Well you got it Take us to the promised you land Like the um, um, eight oh eights and hard heartbreaks. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like I, I like, like all, all of his it. albums because even even though it's been a change, it's a creative, progressive change. It is, and you can't say that about every artist. No, it's literally something new every time. Only thing I I really want is even, maybe he can like sprinkle a little bit of eight oh eight, a little bit of late registration, a little bit of college, like. Cause I would still be wanting that old hip hop Like yeah. with no auto tune right. Oh, right I literally just be wanting to hear him flow about everything And not to be funny With Kanye being the, the, the uh, controversial rapper that he is It's so much content that's happened over the last year For him to make a great album And if Kanye ever listened to this show Please make the album more than 45 minutes I mean, every album is like 35 to 45 minutes. You're like, is it? Hell yeah. No. This last album was maybe, um, I swear it was like 39 minutes. Well, you know, every song I have, was like two uh, or three. Uh, have you heard of late, late orchestration? And it's like all of, it's the late registration, but it's all like in London. And he's, oh. it's, um, he's, oh, he's rapping with a, with an orchestra. Oh. And it's, and it's probably like an hour and a half. Hmm. Yeah, that's because he did it live. It's, it's so good. Yeah. I'm about to check that out. I didn't even know. Well, we got a good topic coming up, man. We're talking about the importance of childhood shows and what these shows meant to us. We're talking about everything from Martin to Jamie Foxx, Steve Harvey, Fresh Prince, A Different World, Cosby Show, Full House, Seventh Heaven. We were talking about Saved by the Bell. Um, Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek. Uh, yes. Living single. Black people do watch white shows. Yeah. I mean, we ain't got oh, no yeah. choice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know, that's, that, that's what was on television. But... I think it's and we're doing this because for one there's not black shows like this anymore mm-hmm. and I mean you really everything really right now for black shows the great black shows is in syndication you know which means basically you have to get to like what 100 shows in order for it to be syndicated like yeah some close to that really successful yeah to be to yeah. be syndicated and and the top shows that we're going to discuss today is uh Martin of course Jamie Foxx uh we don't have Fresh Prince we have a different world and Cosby show so we're going to play you a clip, and we're, once we play this clip, we're going to talk about what it meant then and what it means now to us and how we view it, and um, I'll kick it off once we do it, but we're going to play the first uh, the episode, I think it's from the first episode of Martin Season 1, Episode 1, yeah. uh, where Martin breaks up, or Gina breaks up with Martin in the bedroom scene. Here you go. Yo, babe, I know you're not mad. How dare you embarrass me like that on the radio today? Gina, it's my job to talk that way. You know I don't mean any of it, babe. Oh, you better not, because if you believe all that macho front and crap you spat out on the radio today, you don't respect me or the relationship. Gina, how can you say that? You know I respect you. Then you go out there and you tell your friends what's real. Wait a minute, damn it. What's real between me and you ain't none of that business. 
So what you're saying is that you respect me in private, but not in public? Gina! Fine, it's over, Martin! Whoa, 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 whoa! What you You're making me laugh! You're gonna break up with me because of what I do on the radio? No, because of what you do to me on the radio! Damn it, Gina! Now I'm mad! You don't get it, dude. This is childish, Gina. That's how you gonna leave Lee, right? I'm a man, Gina. I'm a B.I. This is childish. I want you out. I don't even know why you're still here. Step! you girl you got some good stuff mm. at 12 years old bro i didn't know what the hell he was talking about you know you were sheltered though yeah i did you know what you what you said about 12 i did i didn't know i'm pretty hey, hey, number one i'm pretty <laughs> sure i wasn't 12 when i was watching i think i was older than that but what grade are you in when you're 12 like six six right no you're not in fourth grade you're in the sixth grade that was like what 93 94 so i think i was in sixth grade and i, I had like I, honest well i had you know bridged over into womanhood and i remember when my i told my dad he just like you know you can have you know you can uh get pregnant right yeah so i kind of knew what that meant because my dad had made this big scene about you know what it transpired yeah. and so like i kind of knew i knew what he was talking about Mm. And I, 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 I was, I mean, I'm a girl though, so girls are a lot nosier than boys. So when you know you get kicked out the room, I'm listening to the conversation. I'm automatically thirsty when Mama having a party or whatever. Like I need to get so already knew it was right. So you know, that's how girls are. I just think for me, like when I watching that episode, like when I was a kid, it was all fun and games. And then when when I watched it now, as I watch it now, I'm like, it kind of portrays how we, it, you know, maybe not so colorful but it portrays how men are with women like we want to be able to do what we want to do it when we want to do it and say what we want to say when we want to say and we act like we don't care exactly but it's (laughs) like if we have a woman that we value we don't want to let them go and i think this is a good uh portrayal of that because a lot of dudes i've even been guilty of it where i'm like all right deuces even if i may not want that person gone i just stick with my ego and my guns and i keep it moving but Martin, for one, it's a portrayal of black love. Two, it was a successful relationship of a woman who was college educated in Gina and Martin who had no degree, but he mm-hmm. was a hardworking black man to get to where he was to eventually have his own show after being laid off mm-hmm. and going through the trials of life, trying to find himself. And that's what Martin means to me now, along with the laughter. Yeah, man, it, it's funny when you think about your own interactions as you come into adulthood, because they were what? They were our age, even younger. Yeah, they were like 20, 24 to 27 because they said it at one point in the show yeah so you know guys bro we be macho but it's interesting when we want to be macho like when we're start when we're trying to like court a girl you ain't gonna come with that same type of you know 
talking whereas yeah. once you get comfortable exactly. and you you know she's falling in love with you you know you can get away yeah. so you know you make some jokes yeah. that are kind of you know piggish um <laughs> and you, you and I, i've struggled with that because you know i'm a jokester yeah and people know my heart like you know i'm a you know i feel like like i told you before i'm like a i'm a feminist you know yeah. i feel like there's a lesbian inside of me somewhere <laughs> <laughs> but uh <laughs> But this I do joke around it. a lot, yeah. and it sometimes comes off as piggish, and I'm like, you know, I don't mean it like, like that. that yeah. But you know, you gotta you gotta watch yourself because you will get you will get checked real quick. So, they, they, have you ever watched Martin before? Before no. this, game? you have uh, y'all some TV watching motherfucker. That's all I know. <laughs> you never watched. He Martin? doesn't watch a lot of TV. That's one thing he told me. Oh, when period. He was I, I, did, I was a fan of Fresh. You know, a lot of the TV I watched was getting ready for school that's yeah. why i watched fresh prince yeah. by the bell yeah um steve harvey i got into the steve harvey show quite a bit saturdays he was on every Saturday. yeah i yep. never really watched tv i like george lopez too I george wish that lopez was something. is I hilarious wish that was something. i used hilarious. to always be like his wife is fine she was oh, fine man. She was, but you she know was I, his mom and selena oh, oh, man. oh lord she sure was yeah. oh my gosh that washing machine on uh, yes yeah. <laughs> you know that's another thing we talk a lot about you know there's not many there, i think there are a lot of black shows on they're just really targeted to adults yeah. Like older There's, adults, right now, a lot of trash though. Well, yeah, there is, is some trash. I, I mean, what's that Tyler Perry show? I don't know. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking oh, about the oh. empires and the oh, oh, that's yeah. like House oh, of scandal. Yeah, yeah, yeah I liked good. House of Pain. House of Pain was really good. It was a really good show, yeah. and I it wasn't it at first. How, it wasn't like the first. Even how to get uh, how to get away with murder? No, 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 not that one. Tyler Perry. Yeah, the Tyler Perry show that he has with Michael Jai White and all them on there. Oh, um, that's uh, hold on. Uh, it's something about being married. Yeah, it was spinning off. It was uh, it's spin off, off of, of how did I get married? Why did I get married? Yeah, yeah. but oh, okay. a, for, for better, for worse. Yeah, for better, for That's worse. What it's it was a spin off. <coughs> so, excuse me. What I had to say about that was it's horrible now. It used to be decent, but now that it's oh on, yeah, I stopped uh, watching it. I think it's on the old network. Yeah, it's terrible. Whoever's doing it now, it's, like the game. The game got really. <laughs> oh yeah, I it really got that. horrible when yeah. it went yeah. to BET. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. I don't know. Black shows just well, they can't they can't hire the same writers. I think it it was it was it was horrible. But then, I, then what's the other one on BT now? Um, Being Mary Jane. I like that. That's I've good. Never watched it's it, pretty good. It is really. It's good, it's good. She's a hoe, but it's good. You oh, gotta call it what it is. She she's 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 just a professional hoe. Somebody's calling in. You got you gotta call it what it is. That's definitely it. What do we got calling in? Hello. Hey, this is Christian Evans, the co-host of The Reality <laughs> Is. Who do we have on the line? Sean Brave. What's up, people? Hey, what's up, Sean? Man, this is Anthony, bro. How you doing, man? That was I'm my radio great. voice. All right. All right. That's what's good, man. We um for everybody who's listening right now, we have Sean Breed, the New York rapper who we um who did the song Yes Too Clean uh Yes Yes Too uh a few moments ago. Um he did the the out the Hitler song a couple of I think it was last year, right? Yeah, about a year ago. Uh, a little over a year ago, yeah. So right now you so you have a new album coming out, is that correct? Uh, I got a new untitled EP coming out um, uh, pretty soon. Uh, it, it used to be titled uh, Bloody Sunday, um, but uh, we, uh, we we change it up. We change the whole direction of the EP. Uh, so it's it's untitled right now. I have a real uh, good idea as to what the title may be, but yeah. um, I'm not going to put that out there right now. No, no, so for we, sure. Uh, I'll definitely keep my ear to the street and keep in contact with you so we can put it out there, man. How everything been going with you, man? Beautiful, man. Beautiful. I just, um, uh, actually, I, I just took a break when editing for the, uh, for the, uh, the new single that I have out right now. It's actually, the title of that single is actually Yes Today. Yes Today. Um, yeah, Yesterday, yeah. 
So, um, you know, I, I'm really happy about that. It was uh, directed by uh, Joe Puma, who uh, did all of uh, did a lot of fabulous uh, videos. Yeah. Did the new Rick Ross and um, uh, Red Cafe and Jeremiah video. He, you know, he, um, he he's really uh, notable out there in, in the director's world, and um, I was happy to get him to uh, to shoot this uh, yesterday single. Sure. yesterday video so I'm, I'm i'm happy we should have that uh release the video should be out uh sometime next week okay that's a bet i want to pick your brain real quick man i know you make a lot of controversial songs that are good songs but they're controversial because of the content and the truth that you speak in the songs so i have two questions first off i want to ask you what are your thoughts on the charleston shooting and everything that's going on right now in america um you know it's it's i i, I I always say this to anybody that knows me. I said, you know, these things don't, um, they, they don't come to mind. They're always on my mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, not to say that I'm desensitized to, uh, you know, things such as this. You know, it's really hurtful, especially to the parents and to the family and to the friends of, of the victims. But... You know, this is something that I think about all the time. I all, I, I'm in preparation for things such as this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so, you know, it, it's not as shocking as to the, uh, to, to, you know, a lot of the, you know, other public. Um, so, you know, I, I really feel bad about it. It just exposes, uh, um, it takes something that's, that's in thought and something that's not in, not tangible such as the, the the mind state of 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 a lot of people in especially in america yeah and it just transforms it into something physical yeah something that could be seen felt and 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 you know um and and that's what it is but th those images that that happen in south carolina uh, those images, and as weird as it may sound, are always around me. Yeah. You know, I I I, I know that. You know, I I just posted something on Twitter, and I said, you know, what happened there? You know, I basically said there's a lot of Dylan uh, roofs uh, in thought. Yeah. So 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 basically, you know, it just hasn't transpired to anything. Uh, material it hasn't materialized to you know something physical but the action in thought are always around me you know yeah. what i mean so you know and um and this is unfortunately just the uh the beginning of what we're going to see um as far as you know uh the racial uh tension Correct. um you know is it, unfortunately because it can't be you know a lot of times people are trying to find a solution for it and say, okay, so how do we... And that was my next question for you, yeah. That? Yeah, yeah. How, how do you stop that? You can't, you know what I mean? Because no one knows my feeling towards any particular race, and they, they can't really, if they don't know the feeling that I have towards any particular race, how can they uh, uh, determine or stop what my actions may be towards that you know, race. I can't. They, they, they can. At any given moment, I could pull out something and 
and and and and cause destruction on someone. Yeah. You know that that you can't stop. You would have to read someone's mind. Yeah. You know. No, nah, that's understood. So yeah. we uh, we just got through listening to a clip on Martin because we're talking about the importance of childhood shows and the effects that it had on us. First of all, I want to ask you: Did you watch Martin growing up, man? That's one of my favorite <laughs> favorites of all time. I'm, I'm telling you, man. That's like I think I, I, in in our community, bro. That's the one show to everybody, everybody from Texas to New York. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. It, it, he was brilliant. He was a genius. Like I, every time I turned the TV on and that show was on, yeah. Even though I saw that particular episode a million times, I cannot turn the channel. You can't stop I watching cannot. it. Yeah, I can't stop watching it, man. So we got another clip, man. Since you're on, uh, you have a few minutes to be with us, man. Yeah, of course. Okay, so we're going to play this next uh, clip, and this one is from the Jamie Foxx show because we're addressing these shows. So we're going to play the Jamie Foxx clip, and then... Easy there, Stumbelina. <laughs> Jamie, what is this all about? Hey, well, you know, since we weren't getting along and everything like that, I came up with a plan. Why don't we just split the apartment in that? Jamie, this is like a bad episode of Lucy. Oh, come on now, that was a good episode on Lucy. <laughs> That's it. I'm kicking you out of my apartment right now. Wait, wait, you are on my side. Better get on your side. You know, we got a lease <laughs> This is the best way to do it. We got it right down the middle. You have your side, and I have my little, you know, my little side. And uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to watch a little uh, TV on my side. <laughs> oh, good time. Run, Penny. You know she got the iron. One thing. The cable outlet is on my side. Nice Should have thought of that. How about a little live music? first watched this back in the day of course like i always say it's funny yeah. you know it's funny off top yeah. but another another lesson that it taught me growing up was how to interact with roommates yeah because that's an important thing once you graduate from college and you move out and you know you you have to find somebody first of all trustworthy in this episode it was braxton which is more distinguished and clean than than jamie and it was basically yeah. trying to learn how to interact and through accepting each other's differences if you know if you if we finished watching the show or the clip you would see that they ended up respecting each other's space but my whole point is it's so many meanings with black television bro that kind of helped out and 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 you don't know but it shaped your mindset for today of course it's yeah very true that's a good analogy Absolutely, and I remember the way it ended. He went and broke the glass to get his uh, his Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson glove. glove. Yeah, and he, I mean he yeah. he tore it down right. It's like <laughs> whack whack ass Braxton can get down to some Michael. So every you know everybody respects somebody that could dance to Michael. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So and he always does it. He always does it in a way that's I mean it's on point. It's kind of like um, Carlton on Fresh Prince, like when he did the impression. And the Tom Jones impression, like he always did, you know, he always played him well. But I mean, these these are just great shows, man. That kind of just to me, it travels over time. They don't get old, man. I think Never. Another- they, it, 
Yeah, and I and 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 it's crazy because as you're playing that clip, I can actually visualize exactly. everything that's going on. Yeah. And that's when you know it good. It stands out in your mind. Like even to this day, man, my mom used to always tell me when I was watching Martin and she would hear me like uh, repeating and saying things like I was doing in the studio off air before they were even saying mm-hmm. it. And she always just be like, if you could remember your schoolwork, like you do these shows and these video Hell games, yeah. you'll be a genius. Yeah, It's true. You, you, you always heard that. You always heard that, man. And that, it, it just used to trip me out how they used to go about doing that. But we don't talk- graduation headshots and more look no further than robert poe photography where they capture the moment in every smile i came from the basement but just got keys to the penthouse had it like everybody from the bottom it ain't easy to get out got it like everybody trying to get it no sleep in a little workout tell my i ain't coming home don't wait up it was like yesterday the lights went out it was like yesterday the heat went on it was like yesterday the food ran out. It was like yesterday the guns went off. Yeah. What, what you think that I'm hustling yeah. for? Yeah. Uh. Thank God for my real. real. Know my mama nickname. Real. 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 Knew my real daddy left, but still visits. Summertime with the project still fridges. Lot of lives, lot of murders, but still missing. And we want to thank you guys uh, for listening in. Again, if you want to find Sean Breach, you can hit him up on Instagram at Sean Bree. That's S E A N B R E E D. And you can also follow him on Twitter at Sean Bree. Yeah, man. So we were just talking about uh, Sean Bree. He's got a really cool uh, upbringing. He's lived in all five boroughs in, in New York City, and now he's. You know, he's back and forth from Jersey uh, to New York. So, you know, we're just talking about that. Um, But, uh, you know, and I was also talking about, you know, gentrification and, you know, the the impacts it has. Uh, We're going through some of that in Dallas where they have a Grow South initiative to go to some of these, uh, you know, less affluent neighborhoods and develop them. But you see the the impact where it'll clear out some of the the shafts, so to speak. But the wheat and the good people yeah. are also being, and I hate to you know say bad people, but you know the people that have lived there for forty five years own their home. Like he said in Brooklyn, it's making it hard for them to yeah. stay. Um, and making then we were hard for them. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, and then we were getting into just you know the the culture of New York City. Uh, I don't know if people haven't been there. It's just a great place to be. Open up your mind. I, what I was going to ask you next was kind of. One of the things that I really like about it is just the art, like the 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 art, like all kinds of arts, from from you yeah. know the the artists that you are for, from a music perspective to you know painting and 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 poetry and and cooking. I mean, you have a lot of chefs out there and like black artists. Whereas in Dallas, 
we're kind of behind as yeah. far as like the you know the Harlem black art scene. Yeah. Um, just tell us about yeah. you know the art scene up there and, and and things that you I guess participate in as an artist. Um, I mean, it's all around you, man. You you go to New York City. I mean, as soon as you get out, you you get off the train or you get out of the car or, or however you got there. I mean, it's 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 all around. Art is, it's all around. It's a beautiful thing, man. I mean, it's it, people they they um they expose it, you know. So so a lot of times it's not something that may even cost, you know, the, uh, you know someone that's visiting New York or uh, you know um. You see it right out there on the streets, man. It's there, and in uh, in all respects of of art, you know what I mean. Like you mentioned, you know, um, uh, whether it be art, you know, paintings, whether it be clothing, you know, the garment district, and yeah, and uh, yeah, man, cooking or whatever. You know, there's so much opportunities to to just inexpensively or free. Um, get a taste of these, you know, these different things, yeah. and the, and a lot of that shapes my music. You know what I mean? Because you see these things, and then you know, and then it transfers Simple to inspiration uh, to uh, to lyrics and and you know and and things like that. So that's one of the reasons that you know um, I uh, you know that that's gonna pro- most likely be a home to me for life because yeah. that's that's something that. I uh, I enjoy you know, and um, I know other places have it. I've been abroad. I've been uh, all over Europe, and and you know, but I think New York, uh, New York City, and a lot of uh, I would say you know, uh, L.A. You know, they 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 personify yeah. these things personify within the uh, the communities and the culture. What I love about well, it, man, is like, you know, we talk about how how can we fix a lot of the issues in our country, and I think. Art is always a lowest common denominator. Like, yeah. art brings people together from so many different backgrounds like because just as, much as sports, just as much as sports. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. I know I've been to a few collectives and things like in different cities and that I, that I've lived in. I mean, to see the sheer numbers of you know white people that take in black art and really oh, appreciate man. it. I mean, it connects you. And like, I went to rap concerts and like underground rap concerts in Boston was all white people you know what i mean and they're like you know energetic they want to get to know you they're they're very passionate and you know i think having that exposure from both sides like i think it can it help it helps a lot you know it helps a lot and i experienced that i released that album um i think i may have mentioned during my last interview this was like 2001 i i I, um did a project with jive records and uh John Records Europe, and they released it out overseas and in, uh, in, uh, in Germany first, and then all the uh, surrounding countries in Europe. But uh, when I when I when I went out there for the first time, um, it was it was crazy because we would do these shows, you know, uh, some small, most of them large, and I mean, all the the the, the, the white faces in the in the audience, yeah. man, and these people. Really, you can you can tell that they they had a true passion and love for the for the for the culture, the hip hop culture. You know what I mean? And that's when I really got off the block, so to speak, and yeah. said, "Wow, there's another world out there, yeah. man." You know what I mean? You can't, you know, it ain't just us that's 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 listening and, and watching. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's what it's, makes it's, uh, a, it's a lot of people. Yeah. Exactly, and that's what makes travel traveling important. Yeah. Um, we got the next, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, we have the next 
clip, and this one is from the Cosby Show, and it's basically okay. where Bill Cosby is talking to Theo. Theo's talking about moving out. He doesn't want to clean his room. He doesn't want to do anything. He just wants to be on his own, but he doesn't know how much it costs to live on his on his own. And it's a staple to me because it shows the importance of black fatherhood to be able to yeah. educate your son on what to expect when entering the real world. And we're going to play this clip real quick. Asked me to come up here and kill you. Hey, I know. You know what? What you gonna say? And it's under control. So, no, no problem. problem. Right. How do you expect to get into college with grades like this? No problem. Huh? See, I'm not going to college. Damn right. I am gonna get through high school and then get a job like regular people. Regular people? Yeah, you know, who work in the gas station, drive a bus, something like that. So what you're saying is your your mother and I shouldn't care if you get D's because you don't need good grades to be regular people. Right. Okay. Oh. Suppose you graduate from high school. Let's say you just slide by. All right. Now, now you got to find a job. Now, what kind of salary do you expect uh, for a regular person? Mm, $250 a week. $250 a week? Yeah. Sit down. I'm, I'm going to give you $300 a week. Yes, indeed. $300 a week, $1,200 a month. All right? Great. I'll take it. Yes, you will. And I will take $350 for taxes. Whoa! Mm -hmm. huh? Yeah, now, now, uh, because, see, the government comes for the regular people first. <laughs> now, now, how much, how much does that, that leave you with? $850. All right. Now, you've got to have an apartment because you are not going to live here. <laughs> so, an apartment in Manhattan will run you at least $400 a month. I'll live in New Jersey. <laughs> All right. You live in New Jersey, you've got to have a car. I'll ride a motorbike. <laughs> you need a helmet. Figure 100 a month for clothes and shoes figure 200 i want to look good <laughs> okay so so what's that what does that leave you with 200 dollars. so no problem <laughs> there is a problem you haven't eaten yet <laughs> i can get by on bologna and cereal <laughs> so Bologna and Sarah, his stomach will be <laughs> his stomach will be dead, man. Mm -hmm. But it, it's I th I like this one too, man, because for me, I didn't grow up with my father. Yeah. So it's like my mom taught me some of these things, but you know, as we all know, to have a father with Father Day Father's Day coming up, it's very impactful to have your father and explain these things to you from his perspective, because a woman yeah. and a man's perspective growing up, they're similar but they're different, you know. Mm -hmm. And like he said, he had he had did all these things about clothes, which honestly, this day and time, 
they would have even said nothing about clothes. It wouldn't have been a hundred or two hundred dollars for clothes. And like he 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 didn't even figure in eating yet. Yeah, and 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 the end of that, which was like <laughs> the cap it all off, was when he said, "You plan on having a girlfriend?" Exactly. Oh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it gets real. Actually, you know what? We got we got we got that real quick. Hold on, real quick, Sean. <laughs> I got everything I need, plus $200 left for the month. You plan to have a girlfriend? For sure. <laughs> Take the whole 200 That's good, man. That was a, that, that, yeah. yeah. And, Classic. And, and, I mean, you know, for, for, for me to even remember how it ended, like, this is stuff, this was a exactly. staple. And, that, and that's what we're missing, I think. With the youth of today, you know what I mean? There was a time where you had to be in before the street light. You know, the street lights came on. Exactly. And everybody, I forget when, I think Thursday is when Cosby Show came on, if yeah. I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. If, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, it, you you look forward to those things. You oh, know man. I mean? Big and, time. And, you know, wh- whether you had a whole family or you living with your aunt, your yeah. grandmother, whatever, everybody was watching the same thing at the same at time. At the same time. And you, and you better not call nobody while, while it was on, you yeah. know, because phone, nobody ain't picking up their phone. Mm, at all. And yeah. what, Martin was on Wednesdays, wasn't it? Yeah, I think, I think so. Martin was oh, on Wednesdays. Okay, Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, so. You know, so it was, you know, that's, that's a great time, man. Great right. time in uh so we have we have one more man. I know you're busy. We got one more. This one is about uh, yeah, and this one isn't the important one to me. Um, it's when Dwayne uh, on Different World, Dwayne Wayne was talking to Sinbad, and they were talking about no means no, far as rape and when to know that a girl is maybe just flirting with you as opposed to you taking advantage of her because mm-hmm. you're you know you're too aggressive to her approaches. Yeah. So we're gonna jump into this one real quick. I was just thinking about guys, you know, and how we treat women. When you were my age, you did a little hoochie. Did a little coochie too? <laughs> Sorry, did your daddy have this talk with you? Oh, Walter, just try to imagine back then. You and your girl have the house to yourselves. You're in the den, on the couch. Lights are low. Jeffrey Osborne is telling you that you're going all the way. I've been there. All of a sudden, things are getting heavy. She calls for timeout. I've been there too. <laughs> now, you know that her mouth is saying no, but you're sure that there are parts of her saying yes, not to mention parts of you. What part do you listen to? Her mouth. And then you go outside, take a swim in an unheated pool. <laughs> so it's not my job to get her off the hook or to help her give it up. Man, if you think that's your job, your next job will be pressing license plates. No, no, Walter, this isn't some wacko in the bushes with a raincoat. This is you and your honey. Man, I don't care, man. If the woman says no and you don't listen to her, it's rape. Plain and simple, case closed, 10 to 20. Wow. Oh, man. Now it's my turn to ask questions. Why are we talking about this? Well, it's just that... You know, guys need to talk about this stuff too. And I think that was the realest part, bro. Because yeah, we do need to talk about it. And a lot of young kids, I know, growing up, like I've said before, growing up in Texas, kind of playing football and stuff, a lot of situations where guys did do things or looked at things, you know, and 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 from a different perspective, and they look at it in a, from an aggressive standpoint because guys are aggressive. So it's like to be there to. 
to uh, you know to, you need to know this stuff and mm-hmm. as a kid you're just as guys you're just aggressive like he said when a woman's body is telling you things and her mouth is saying something else you're gonna go off the way she's kissing you the way she's touching you how you feel and you're gonna go for it and it may not be really what she wants and it's important so we got about about five minutes left sean i want you to give a tell us your perspective yeah. on that man before we wrap it up i mean my perspective is probably as obvious you know as uh <laughs> you know anybody that's listening i mean it, you know it, it's exactly uh what was said you know on on that particular episode you yeah. know no means no even if we were taught i think a lot of times we were taught that you know women are supposed to say no so exactly. even when they they know that they it means mean yes. yes. Yeah. I don't take those chances. I never have, never will. I don't play that. Amen you that. say no, you know what I mean? And, you know, I've been in situations where I would push myself off. Yeah. And they'd be like, what are you doing? I was, you just said no. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, but, I, yeah, but I'm like, no, I don't play that. You know what? Yeah. I don't play that. Yeah. If you say no, like, you say yes, that is yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, I've always been... Like, you know, I've always been that way, you know, yeah. and when a woman says no, you you know, you respect it, whether or not she's playing. As a matter of fact, me, if you say no, if you say no and then you play around like no, but I really meant yes, I don't want you to go, it's done yeah. at that point. Yeah. The, the, the trust is gone. Like, yeah. nah, I'm not playing around with yeah. somebody no, like that's that. True. No. You know what I mean? No. Now, so, tell, I, want you to, yeah. I want you to tell people where they can find you at, man, and what you got going on yeah. next. Yeah, man. Um, the yesterday uh, single is out. It's on iTunes. It's on uh, all uh, distribution places. Some uh, some you know hard copies you can get. Uh, it's um, the video will be out next week. Okay. I got my next single gearing up. We're shooting a video for that, okay. but I'll leave that alone. I'm promoting yesterday right now. Right. Um, they can catch me on uh, Twitter. I love I L U G Sean Sean Breed. Um, on Twitter and Sean Breed everywhere else on Instagram every everywhere else just Sean Breed. All right, man. We appreciate yeah. you for calling in, man. We appreciate you for doing this again, and we definitely got to link up a little bit quicker. I think it was about over a little bit over a year ago the last time we had you on the show, so we definitely will be reaching yeah. out to you soon, man. And keep us posted on everything, man. Definitely will. I appreciate you, brothers. Nice meeting you, Chris. You too, brother. Man, many successes, and looking forward to talk to you again. All right, brother. All right, much yeah. love, man. God bless. Uh-huh. All right, before we get out of here, man, we want to remind you guys about July 25th. The reality is live at Absent Lounge at 1701 South Lamar Street in Dallas. Tickets are $10, and we still have tickets left. Just go to www.therealityis. That's T-H-A, therealityis.com. Scroll down on the right side of the page, click on Eventbrite, and purchase your ticket now. We want to thank you again. Uh, glad to have Christian back in the house, man. How you feel about being In back? the house. You remember that show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we should have got that black on that black show. <laughs> And we uh we had Gary. He's out. He's in Colorado. He should be back um, for the next show. I will not be here next week. I will be in lovely San Diego. I will call in. But Christian and Gary and Gabrielle will have the show taken over. You guys be sure to tune in. Listen to them. I'm so, Captain Now. Yeah. <laughs> You support them. We want to thank our administrative consultant again, Artesia Swindle, our writer, Gabrielle Johnson, and our show editor, Brian Fuller. And don't forget, man, to see change, you have to be the change. So make sure you tune in. If you missed the show, I'm a loser, I'm a loser, I'm a
philosophy which holds one race superior and another inferior is finally and permanently discredited and abandoned. Everything is war. Me say war. That until there's no longer first class and second class citizens of any nation, until the color of a man's skin is of no more significance than the color of his eyes. Me say war. That until the basic human rights are equally guaranteed to all without regard to race. Me say war. Allah Selassie. Unless you've been living under a rock, you've probably been hearing a lot about the stock market lately. Millions of people are beginning to invest for the first time ever. And we're realizing that the financial system should be built to work for us. That's why Robinhood is creating real human education resources, truly digestible financial news, and a platform that lets you invest in your own way, on your own terms. The next generation of investors is already here, and it includes you. Robinhood. Investing is risky. Robinhood Financial, LLC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's The Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.